0: Hi, and welcome to Five Compelling Questions with Sean, the podcast where we speak with writers about writing. And we're having a really good time doing it. And we have so much fun sometimes that we have a repeat guest. And that is uh, my guest today. And I am happy and excited to welcome back to the show, Miss Carrie Peresta. How are you
1: doing, Carrie? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me again, Sean.
0: Of course, of course. Well, you're always so fun to talk to. I would always have you back. But for those-, <laughs> for those that missed the first, time maybe potentially or maybe it was just so long ago they can't remember here's your her introduction carrie is the author of the popular olivia callahan suspense series and back before dawn a standalone suspense novel which is recently released she has passed uh, chapter president of the maryland writers association and a current member of the present and presenter of the pat conroy literary center and that just sounds very uh weighty because we all know that he's you know brilliant A member of Hilton Head Island Writers Network, South Carolina Writers Association, Sisters in Crime, and International Thriller Writers, Carrie is the mother of four adult children and spent 30 years in advertising as an account manager, creative director, copywriter, and editor. When she's not writing, you find her working out, riding her bike, or enjoying the beach and low country marshes of Hilton Head. So the last guest I just had on also had four grown children. So what is going on with you guys? Four grown children. (laughs) We
1: were just overactive in our youth, that's all.
0: Apparently so. So how are you doing today? (laughs) And so we are here to talk about, you've had two books sort of come out recently. One is a standalone Back Before Dawn, and then you also have a new edition in your Olivia Callahan suspense series. So congratulations on those.
1: Thank you, thank you. It's been a very busy year. I'm excited about book three. The Torching is being very well received. Back Before Dawn is real new. So I'm kind of waiting to see I'm just like getting the marketing out there and I'm waiting to see all the wonderful reviews that come in. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about what happens in The Torching. Well, in The Torching, my character, Olivia Callahan, who is a survivor of an assault and it caused a brain injury, which flipped her personality upside down. So she's had to rebuild her life and she's had to look back to a past that she can't remember to move forward into a future with a new personality. So you can see the complexities that this character is facing. So in the torching, um, there is a lot of arson involved. So uh, Olivia is looking to put aside her past. So the torching, there are arsonists involved and fire investigators involved and the book opens with her house is announced on fire as her daughter is graduating from high school so they meet at the 50 yard line and hug and run and confront this horrible catastrophe the whole book centers around the uh, community fires that are a mystery but also her past that she in this book is torching yeah
0: that's very aptly put. that's why it's a cool title because your titles are always have a lot to do with what the plot and that's always yes. fascinating when I first when I first get a look at them like oh this is going to be cool um, <laughs> thank you said, yeah and it was a really good book all right so question number one officially for you okay um has writing a novel and getting it published taught you anything about yourself or perhaps anyone else I'm just kidding <laughs> about yourself <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh my gosh well it has taught me that what my kids tell me is true that I can be a drill sergeant when I want to So I have this iron will, and when you couple it with something that I love to do, which I had never had the time to write full-time before when I was a single parent raising my kids, and so when you find something you love and combine it with discipline, it's like nothing else. I'm just persevering. What I've discovered about myself is that if there are not good reviews or if there are uh, criticisms or come what may, plot holes, whatever, I still soldier on. It's just taught me that I can persevere if it's something that I love. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And you have to have that um result. I mean, there are no books that are universally loved by everyone. So that's just get that straight, right? You know, and it's, yes. you know, we have authors and they'll, oh no, I got a couple. And it's like, you know, that that actually actually um Books that have reviews on both ends sell way better than books that are all five stars or all low because people want to see what they think. So it's good mm-hmm. to have like a range of opinions. And I find I find that very, and it's, you know, it just means that people are actually reading it and thinking about it and having an opinion about something. And I think that's more important than having people just say that how amazing you are all the time. You know what I mean? Like, I just think it's good. I mean, good.
1: that's very reassuring. And that's what I'm finding out. The more polarizing the book is when you put an actual opinion out there. Mm-hmm. The the sometimes that results in bad reviews, but that doesn't mean anything other than it can also mean that a lot of people I've noticed that when I've gotten bad reviews that it's lots of people are reading it, though. So yeah. it's kind of a mixed blessing, but it also makes me look at, well, maybe I should have done something differently, but we'll see how it all turns out in the end, because I always take the reviews and take them to heart and think, well, maybe I ought to tweak this or that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think if it's, if they're done, you know, in that constructive way, they're, they're a tool for us to move forward because, you know, and it, it's, and you sometimes just don't agree or the person's crazy or something like that. But if it's like, if you, <laughs> I read a bunch, I read everything. It's like, if it's, there's a consistent note from a lot of people that are, you know, saying it, the same thing in a different way, it's like, okay, then I should probably work on that, that section or like maybe my dialogue or something next book or whatever. you know, it's just, it's, right. it's, it's as long as it's constructive, I don't like mean people, but I like when it's constructive, thoughtful um, feedback which is yeah, what, you know,
1: mean, I don't give him any attention.
0: Yeah. Some people just, that's their sport.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. I totally agree.
0: Uh um, next question. Okay. This is one for you. Um, when did you realize that words have power, that something you wrote had an impact on someone or a situation? And I know you're going to give me a great answer for this one.
1: <laughs> well, um, when I was little, We were a military family, and so we went to bases every two years. And the first thing my mom did was scope out the base, and that's where she did her commissary shopping and the BX, we called it, and there was always a library, all in this same circuitous community. And um, Saturdays were grocery shopping day, and we went to the library, and we each checked out an armload of books for both of us. And so when we went home on Saturday afternoon, I could always look forward to a box of uh, a bag of chocolate stars. Remember those? (laughs) Which I ate before I knew better. And uh, having three or four books going at the same time. Well, I was reading way above my grade. And so I was always reading with um, a dictionary by my side. And it has always been important to me to choose the perfect word ever since. It's just ingrained in me. So I can't I can't get away from it. I'm so big on action verbs so I don't have to explain in the sentence so it doesn't encumber the reader mm-hmm. so that I will have my thesaurus open at all times in order to find the the perfect action verb to propel the story forward.
0: Yeah, I think you do a really good job. You, there's not, um, I think technically... Uh, your writing is very good. And it's, and you can see there's a, there's a variety of um adverbs, adjectives, you know, you, you do, you do spice it up. So I think that you're, I think you do a really good job. You're, you can tell that you have like a journalistic sort of background because it's like, you could, you know, it's varied. You use a lot of varied terms and everything. So I think it's, that's what you want to do.
1: Well, and I was a copywriter when I was in advertising. I was always the go-to person, yeah. and that's when I started to realize, you know, this is easier for me than other people. So that's when I realized I did have a tendency, a skill, a gift that yeah. that's unique. So yeah, yeah, you do. It comes through. Uh, All right.
0: So tell me, tell me the next thing. Which comes first for you, the plot or the characters?
1: Um. Well, what first? first comes for me always is a theme a theme because you can tell the the deadening is about the deadening and the resurrection of a woman's soul the rising is about rising above it all the torching is about um torching your past well after that then come the characters so i do a deep dive into my characters i i figure out which actor and actress the antagonist and the and the love interest are and the main character. I try to give them a background, think about their parents, think about the region that they're from. And I write all this stuff down to have a reference tool. So the characters come first and I've tried really hard to outline as far as plot goes. And I'm a planter, I can't get around it. So I do not an outline, which I always depart from. I do a long synopsis. I've learned that that works better for me. And I get the whole story down, except maybe the ending, but most of it, most of it happens underneath my hands on the way. That's cool. That's a good, that's a cool, um, you're doing like a, you're doing like a hybrid. <laughs> you're not, yes. pod, you're,
0: yeah, you're definitely a hybrid of um, those, two stru- those two structures. Yeah. I like that. For yeah. I like that. You need to, you need to copyright that and uh, <laughs> make your millions, make your millions with that one.
1: <laughs> you know how we like
0: to do over here. All right. Um, well, how did you, write, how did you land on the premise of your series? So I know you, you, are three books in and you're working on the fourth, um, as far mm-hmm. as you're in the synopsis stage of that one. So, um, why do so you, you wanted to be in this world for a while. So why did you choose it? Why'd you create it?
1: Um, do you mean what gave me the idea for the book or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the idea was, uh, my very first book that I wrote in 2013, which was kind of a train wreck. And then I just dug in and learned the business at that point. But there was a signing, and there were 12 other authors in the room. But only one table was getting all of the attention. Everybody was passing us by and going over to this sparkly, talkative, cute little woman's table. And she was making all the sales, and everybody was sitting around twiddling their thumbs. And I thought, what the heck? What does she have that we don't have? And so I just made a beeline over to her table parted the red sea of all the people around her and just looked at her and said what do you have that we don't have what is different about you we have nothing and you've got everybody and she put down her stuff and looked up at me with her twinkly little eyes and said well i was in a car wreck a year ago and i was in a coma for six months and they did not expect me to live but when I woke up, instead of a shy, passive wallflower, I was this aggressive, vibrant person that loves people, that's not afraid of anybody. She said, my brain had healed in such a way that I'm like this. And she waved her hands around at all the crowd. And she said, and people seem to like it because it sells a lot of books. <laughs> so I went back to the table and Olivia Callahan was born that day.
0: Wow. that is a, I, didn't, I hadn't heard that story before. That's a, that's a cool origin origin story you saw someone that was um reborn essentially you know into a new
1: that's interesting that's fascinating well and also um go ahead go ahead also what's great is the more i researched brain injuries and how a brain heals the neurologist cannot predict it there is no predictable path so what a great canvas for a character you can do anything with that character so that's yeah. kind of where I'm at with Olivia, trying to figure out very extravagant ways to to make her new personality work for her.
0: Yeah. And you can she can constantly be finding new avenues of her personality in each each time, awesome. you know, growing because she's basically regrowing, you know, her personality from scratch. Yes. That's awesome. I love yes. that.
1: And she's growing confidence by leaps and bounds, maybe yeah. too much. no
0: she's good she's good she's got you know she's been solving murders for a couple books she you know she's got it she's cool
1: (laughs) she's getting tough now
0: yeah you get a little (laughs) get a little confident when you solve a crime you know come on yeah yeah she's she's earned that confidence so what do you hope readers will take away um from reading this this most recent addition to the series what do you what do you want people to, to take with them after reading this or any of your books
1: uh i always in mind that and my themes that I have in mind, because my past was kind of difficult. I've been through some very difficult things relationally and and a single parent and different things with my children. I always wanna leave a reader with a will to go through the problem, no, it won't last forever. And that you can use that as a catalyst to not only survive, but thrive. And that's always in the back of my mind. I want to give people who have been through very difficult challenges, and mine are over the top, I exaggerate and stretch and pull and give everything an entertaining, exaggerating bent, but um, we we can survive anything, it's just a mindset, it's a mindset, and we have to keep going and remember that all of those problems are temporary, they don't last forever.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a really good um that's a good way of thinking of it. And it's, I mean, I'm in the, that process right now, but right. I do feel Absolutely. a bit reborn from the last year. I do feel like I'm
1: so happy for you.
0: Thanks. Yeah. It's, but it's, it's remarkable. Even though you're going through hell, it's sort of like, okay, there are some, there are some good things. There's some great things that have actually happened and they wouldn't have happened had that happened. So you have to just always focus on this is, this is happening to me for a reason. It not really clear at the moment why, but, I can just only, you know, you know, I know 100% in my heart that it's going to be better on the others. Tomorrow will be a better day. And that's just how you have yes. to always kind of get yourself through. Um, yeah, that's the test of that's our test that we have to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, here's a fun question. Number five, we always do something fun, uh, or off the off the wall or offbeat or Sometimes I forget to ask it. No, I I don't usually. I always do the five. I always do five questions. (laughs) (laughs) So I most most of the time ask, like, way more. Um, What superpower would you choose for yourself?
1: Uh, I would choose the superpower to look into the future and make better decisions. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that would be called. Maybe (laughs) discernment or I don't know, but um, that's what, that's what I would, that's what I would choose.
0: Yeah. Maybe like those, those ladies in the, or those people in the water in that Tom Cruise movie where they could see the crimes that were going to happen. They they made sure the police got there first before they happened. Like prescience, prescience, prescience.
1: Prescience. Okay. That would be
0: my superpower. Okay. That's cool. But then not to be devil's advocate, but I will. Then we wouldn't have done that thing we just talked about, how getting through it, because you wouldn't do the problem, probably.
1: (laughs) You would avoid all all the challenges, maybe, and then not grow as a person. Or maybe sometimes we can see what's going to happen, the slow-moving train wreck, but we do it anyway. Yes. With our own stubbornness, you know? So I don't know. I don't know. I just wish I could have not done some of those things. Yes, yes,
0: but then you wouldn't be where you are today. So that's what that's always because I I try not to do I try to do no regrets. But I understand. I understand. Yep. You can you can look at it both ways. All right, you did really really well on the first questions, and I think I asked actually I asked just six by accident. All right, so but you did you did fine. All right, final quiz. Let's do it. Okay, come All on. Right. You need to get an A. <laughs> um, number one, summer or winter? Summer. Okay, we are a beach person, so that follows. Yeah. Yep. Number two, sweet or savory? Savory. Yeah. If you're talking
1: spicy. Yeah. I gave up sugar a long time ago. I don't, it's not good for you. It causes inflammation and and I just don't eat a lot of sweet things at all.
0: Yeah. You gave up your bag, of bags of stars.
1: I gave up the bags (laughs) of stars.
0: (laughs) I did. Yeah. I, I don't do any, I don't do sugar at all. Um, for a lot of reasons, but it's been very beneficial, I think, to my recovery too. Sugar is not Absolutely. our friend.
1: Yeah. It is
0: not our friend. Um, comedy or drama?
1: Drama. For sure. I like that intense stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You do. You do walk on the wild, the wild, darker side of the genre. I do. <laughs> <laughs> you like it over there with the noir guys. Um, early bird. Yeah. Early bird or night owl? Early bird. I pop out of bed about six, six 30. Yeah, me too. I love summer when it's like it's late, yeah. And then it's still it's still late at nine thirty at night. I'm like, what? Can we just have this all the time? Like, I would love that yes. all the time. I love that. I love that. Dark at four thirty is not it's not
1: cool. And dark. At, I lived dark in at- South Dakota for a while, oh, and yeah. the days last like you get up at six a.m. and the sun doesn't go down to like ten. It was That's the perfect. longest day I had ever experienced in my life, and it was where we lived in Pierre, South Dakota, and it's positioned right almost in another time zone. Okay. So it was to their, their benefit. But I've never seen such big moon or a big sun and the days last so long. It was amazing. That's that's cool. Yeah. Um, All right. right. Coffee or tea? Coffee, although I am becoming a tea drinker, um. but it still doesn't hit me like the comforting gurgle of the coffee pot. I've gone back yeah. to a coffee pot and coffee beans but yeah. I'm using organic coffee beans and there is a big difference tastes yeah. better. And it's, it's easier on your stomach because it doesn't have the mold and toxins in it. So that's been, that's been good. And I do tea like in the afternoon when I don't want so much caffeine. Yeah. So both yeah. kind of.
0: It's a good little like
1: coffee. Yeah, for sure. Well, you sound like you're doing it
0: right. So what's up next for you? What can we look, where can we find you? Are you going,
1: Hey, hey little girl, hey, little <laughs> Little He's kitty, a kitty. giant though. He's,
0: He's big. <laughs> big.
1: What's next cats. for me? Um, well, um, I'm launching my standalone novel, Back Before Dawn. Everybody buy it. It's about um a single mom addicted to online dating, which is based on some of my real experiences, not quite that dark, but I was kind of really into internet dating for a while. And boy, can that ever cause issues and problems and consequences. But it was fun for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so launching that book and uh, then i've got book 4 that i have to write and in its entirety so i'm starting that any day and it is due in the middle of february So, so you're busy 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 I am. yeah <laughs> and then book 5 is coming after that so that's all i know but i'm booked out to 2025 so that's, that's long enough for yeah
0: well it's so good to talk to you all the times thanks for coming back on the show um everyone Olivia Callahan and Back Before Dawn very very good thriller closer to suspense very suspenseful on the darker side of mystery. so not so much yeah they're definitely that but they're very good so thanks for coming back it's always good to see you and I hope to have you back again some next year yeah of course take care
1: bye